Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today I'm joined by Aaron Lowell Denton, who is an artist and designer based in Bloomington, Indiana, in the good old US of A. Uh, Aaron, thanks for being here today. I really appreciate you being on the show. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. I've been a big fan of all the artists that work with Jackie Winter, and and somehow or another, I, did, I didn't see it on there or, or missed it, but the second I saw your work, I was like, I'm going to be absolutely devastated if I can't meet this guy. <laughs> Because <laughs> I really I, I I love your work so much. It's there's so many different um, sort of styles. There's like that airbrush, like Japanese kind of looking thing. Yeah. There's that sort of uh, like kind of push pin Milton Glaser type vibe going on. Oh, I love that yep. stuff. Wow, dude, you're the you're the man. If I could oh, if I could you. trade places and be <laughs> from a from a professional standpoint, if I could trade places with you and do work like you, I would be the happiest person. Oh my gosh! Wow, so today, that's so nice. So today, I'm gonna try and figure out how to be just like you. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's start. Let's start from the top, I guess. And, <laughs> uh, but take me from the beginning of your journey. How did it all start? How did you get into this thing? Uh, and we'll go from yeah. there. Yeah, I I haven't really been doing it as a career for that long officially. I I'm this is I just started my third year on the books as a like a designer. No um, way. Yeah, so I, I started <laughs> full time at January of 2018. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been doing it, I mean, I guess I've kind of been doing it for probably five or six years now. Really? Um, but just by happenstance, I wasn't, um, I don't know where to start with it. I guess to start is like, uh, so I went to school, I grew up in northern Indiana, and then I moved down to Bloomington. Um, for school, for college at Indiana University. Right. And I studied um, English literature and I studied art history. Those are my degrees. And I graduated in 2013. And the whole time I was um, playing music here in Bloomington um, nice. with some bands and just doing my own recording and stuff. And after college, I really took that, the next few years of my life to like really dive into that as, you know, it's just what I wanted to do. So I did a lot of touring. Um, play like guitar, did, or like what was the? Yeah, I play guitar in a band, and then I, I'm, I'm, I write songs. I play guitar as well, by the way. Just not to, not oh, gonna cool. I'm not going to interject myself this whole time, but I just, just so you're aware. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I was like the wannabe know. John Mayer kid, like in high school. You know what I mean? So. But yeah. I, uh, have a lot of friends who are musicians as well. So. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So I was playing music and. Um, yeah, I, I have a band called Spissy, and then I was touring with a few bands and just doing like, um, you know, North American tours, a lot of like New York jaunts from Indiana, some West Coast tours and stuff like that. And then uh, I put out a few records. I was just like working at music and uh, like, you know, working part time, doing like I was a waiter, I was a carpenter, I was a house painter, nice. like doing doing the stuff that is easy to like leave for tour and you know right. bosses aren't mad at you or anything yeah um so i was doing that from 2013 to um yeah up to 2018 i guess wow. but i mean the whole time i was kind of doing design so something about graduating from indiana university at that time they would give you um uh, adobe the suite for free you could download it through the university nice. um which is it's now of course a cloud-based program but back then 
you would download. Like I, I, you know, I had CS6 on my on my laptop. I love CS6. Um, Me- and so memories. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. I had CS6 for way too long because I had that program on my laptop. I was able to like just kind of use it when I needed it to promote shows. Like I, I started making posters for shows I would put on locally because. I was doing a lot of DIY touring stuff, where right. which is just the the whole point of that is to like you put on shows for bands who are touring, so that you know later down the road maybe they'll give you a show or it's not really as much about that as much as just like oh I like this band and and they're coming to my town and I'm gonna put on the show for them instead right. of like some promoter I'm gonna put it on and I guess like a part of that for me was like. I just get really excited about it and I'd want like everyone to come to the show and an aspect for, of that was like, I'm going to make a unique poster, like not, not an ad mat, not like a generic thing. I'm going to make like something that I think looks cool and promotes the show. And I'm going to like print those myself and hang them up myself. And whether or not that actually gets people to go to shows, I don't know. I think at the time it did like in, in 2013 and 14, like, I think that that was a really effective way of like getting bodies to a show. But um, so I just started like doing that occasionally. And then my band put out a a full length record and, you know, we didn't have any money. Like it wasn't even a thought that like, oh, we can pay someone to lay out the LP and the cassette and the CD. Like that wasn't something that we had any money for. So I, so I just learned how to do it um on on photoshop i did all that stuff in photoshop which is really (laughs) funny um but so yeah just like those design skills matured without me really like specifically thinking i was doing that kind of work it was just like what i needed to do and then i started getting asked to like do posters for a local venue in town um for shows i wasn't playing like i wasn't opening for anything and that was kind of the first time I was like commissioned to work. And then I, I got paid like, you know, like 20 or 30 bucks for a poster. Wow. Um, and I thought like, this is amazing. And then there's, there's like, <laughs> I made it. <laughs> well, I just like, wow, someone's paying me to do this. Um, right. And then there's a, there's like kind of a theater in town called the Boskirk Chunley um, that has like, when a show is there, it's like a bigger artist and I would get, paid like 50 bucks to do a poster for a show there or whatever and I would do it kind of occasionally and then I started putting that stuff on Instagram um, when I would make it and around 2017 uh, I started getting some attention on there or just like people I didn't know started following me and like uh, liking the things I was making and I kept doing it Um, and then eventually you know that um, it's nice that uh, that the design website featured my work. I'm familiar. 2017. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's yeah. like for me. Like that's how I I'll know if I'm oh, doing cool. the right thing. It's nice that if people ever want to feature me one day. But they really there's a high bar there. They're not just featuring. Like, yeah, so I, anyone, yeah. Yeah, and they I should get them on the show. I don't you know why I have them on the show. Yeah, like, I don't know who I don't know who them is exactly. I don't know but, either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But we'll I mean, it's definitely, that's, that's a website that I've admired since I was like my early days of college. So when, you know, um, 
it was kind of crazy. It was, uh, you remember that eclipse that happened through the United States in yes. 2017? My when Trump stared wife, at the sun, when he like looked directly into the sun. Yeah, he looked right at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was great. Everyone kind of made fun of him for that, but <laughs> I could almost picture myself like <laughs> doing that. Then again, I'm also not the leader of the free world, but you know. Yeah, well, you I have probably would have tried. To get, yeah, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> get the glasses. But we were, um, we went out to this what is like the 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 highest elevation point in bloomington to 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 watch it and it's actually on a a friend of ours farm and it was amazing it was like all the farm animals went to sleep and it got dark and we were looking at it but i was like looking at it and i looked at my phone and i had a instagram direct message from an editor at it's nice that saying like would you be interested in having a feature and to me, I was just like, this is, this is crazy. This is so I cool. Like <laughs> I did it. And, uh, and then we did it. And, and, um, and then another story about that is I was super, super sick. Um, and like, couldn't go to sleep. I was in this weird, like reverie between like sleep and just like having a fever. And I was like watching TV at like, you know, two or three in the morning and they, they posted my feature and, and it's nice that it's a London based publication. So it's like, you know, six hours earlier there. Right. And so they posted the feature, but I didn't know that. And I just was like, oh, miserable. And I was, I checked my Instagram and it was like, you have 300 new followers. And, oh and you know, back then it's like the little button would be actually say everything that's happening. Yes. And it was like, what the hell? And, and not only did I have them, but they were like, all the people I follow, like designers and like artists that I really admire. Right. And I was like, what is going on? And I figured out that they had posted the feature. And really after that, my life changed. Wow. That's <laughs> so cool, dude. So that that's that was kind of the gateway to like I was doing design and working at this restaurant in town part time. And after that I was like I was mainly doing design. Like I would, I would go and I'd work like a six or seven hour shift at, at the restaurant. And then I'd come home and through the night work on design. And, and um, eventually my, my wife was like, uh, you should, you should maybe try to do this full time. <laughs> I eventually decided to quit my job at the restaurant in 2017 in like the fall of 2017. And I did that, and I remember just feeling like this is such a mistake. Like this job, I really love the job. It's just like easy, and I love the people there. And I was like, I'll try this for six months, and then I'll come back to waiting tables, and you know right. that'll be that. But I never went back. Wow. And um, yeah, things have gotten, they've changed and progressed, and like it's way different than it was then. But it's uh. I still feel like really early on with it. I still feel like I'm learning what I want to do. So it's, it's interesting to like do things like this. Cause I feel like I, I, I mean, I do like, I am kind of like a workaholic in some sense of that word. Right. Uh, so I have a lot of work. Like I, I feel like my, my, uh, body of work is, uh, is a bit more like expansive than, other people's who have been doing it for as yeah. long as I have, just because it's, I, I love. Yeah. It. it doesn't even like, cause you, <laughs> you have like, and uh, when I've looked at it, there's like a, a lot of, a lot of work there. I'm, yeah. I'm almost having like a hard time wrapping my head around how you would do that much work in, 
in three years. And, it, and it's not like these are kind of just – what was the – what is your, your – I guess it's been within that three-year period. What is your workflow? Like are you using like Photoshop, uh, Illustrator, yeah. a combination of things, Procreate? Like how yeah, – because uh, a lot of this stuff is really technical. You're not yeah, just like making is. line drawings. No, no, I can't do that. That's why I don't do it. I don't That's have good any to know. Like, okay, that makes me feel good. That's good. I don't, I don't have any really uh, innate natural drawing ability. Um, okay, cool. I, I mean, I, I've, I've come to it backwards. So I can now draw pretty well. Right. But um, not, not originally. Yeah, I'm all in Photoshop pretty much. Right. I use Illustrator to make. Illustrator has some. Um, really cool features as far as like blend and 3d modes that I use, but then flow back into Photoshop. Right. Um, so yeah, Photoshop is, has been my, my, my world as far as like making stuff. I don't, um, I had CS6 for a really long time. And then I had like, I was working on a laptop that was barely working. And then I was working on this really old iMac for a long time. And like, Whenever I always think of those things as like, you know, when it's something that you kind of can't control, you just find a way to turn it into a plus. Like the thing I would tell myself was like, oh, the computer isn't working right. And then it would mess something up. And then I would take that and be like, that's that's the part, that's the key of this poster or whatever. Uh, like, you know, it would not yeah. be working well or like the program would just shut up, shut down. And then I'd like, it opened back up in a different spot creatively of where I was at. And then I was like, oh, it wasn't, I wasn't supposed to go that route. I'm going this route. Right. And, uh, but. That's cool. Since, uh, since I'm now like, you know, writing off this stuff, I, I'm working on, uh, Photoshop 2021 and you finally made it. You're finally it's actually pretty sick to have all the tools <laughs> that are like new and stuff. So, but it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's, I'm, I'm to answer your question. I'm, I'm almost all in Photoshop and that is the, that is like the most asked question. Right. All the time, what programs are using. And I wonder about why people, why, why, why did you ask that question? Because I, I, I'm curious about it. I think it, I think it makes, I think people think it's like a, that's a magical, like, it's like, I'm going to tell them something that's not Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's yeah. so, uh, I mean, I, I have a, a pretty good idea of, of sort of like what, what, uh, software people, people are using. Like I know a lot of illustrators are usually either working in Procreate or in Photoshop or they, yeah. like for me, I use like a, a tablet and I kind of, um, use yeah. that with, with Photoshop and everything. I, I think if I had to guess why people are asking and sort of why I'm asking is because sometimes there's a, there's a, a, le a level like in the, in the details. And I, I know that there's some, in my own experience, there's like texture packs and there's things that you could use like that. And there's different ways you can adjust the layers and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But there's a, a sort of a sophistication, I guess I'd say, and the yeah. way they're using the colors and, and also, and on the opposite side of that, the, the way, for example, like the, the more Milton Glaser-esque work kind of has mm -hmm. um, a level of, of, of detail that I think a lot of times people kind of take shortcuts on. Like a lot of times when people try and do that style, it sort of just looks like, you know, like like the Bob Dylan poster and they kind of just do like their, their spin on it. Whereas yours, it yeah. really seems like it has this sort of like 
was made by like hand and i, I don't know there's just a yeah i think it. i i think that's a product of um experimentation within like i'd say it doesn't really matter that much what you use as long as you're consistently and like intensely using it yes. so like i use photoshop because i know that program I don't have to think anymore to operate that program. Like, right. I don't have to think anymore even to like, it's like, how am I going to get this done? I'm just doing it. Like, I, I can't really explain it. I've really put in a lot of time to like, where it's, it's the technical skills is on autopilot, but it's also a self-taught one. Cause I was never, I never took a design course and I don't know graphic design. I right. just know like how I use Photoshop. So it might be, yeah. it, it might be very different than how other people use it. And then another thing with the, you know, like the, the work that it, it, it's, I am definitely influenced by like design and art from non-contemporary art and design definitely yes. is, is my, is my main influence. And when I go to do things, I think I just, I am trying to like mimic a style, but then along the way things change and I can't pretty much, I can't do it. So what comes out is this weird, uh, you know, um, half me trying to do something that someone else did and half of like the limits of my ability and my own eye. So it it comes out feeling like, I think that's where you're getting that from. Um, and yeah i don't know as far as the texture goes like and stuff like that like i I have like one texture file i use for everything it's just how you use it in the program for me right um but that i do find photoshop is the easiest program to like integrate that stuff into your workflow like easily yeah i also don't know maybe other programs can do it better this is the one i know Tell me about how the whole Jackie Winter thing went down, because I think for a lot of people, they want to get representation. You know, they they are either they're either doing one of two things. They're like soliciting themselves, trying to get Jackie Winter or someone like that to um, to have them on the roster or they're they're kind of just doing their thing, getting their freak on and hoping that somebody notices. How how does that come about and, and what was that experience like for you? Uh, yeah, so I I I never in the music industry world, that's, that's, I always equate these things to like music stuff. Cause I think I understand it a bit better than design world, but in the music industry world, uh, you know, there's managers and there's a label and uh, usually one can come before the other, but they're both like necessary to not necessary, but at, at a certain time, they were, it was very important to have one or the other. And then also a booking agent. So it's like this trifecta. At a certain point, you got to do it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that that typically happens when a band is young or like a band is just started out and and it's before they know uh, any better that they like get all these things. I just picture somebody in a suit just like, sign right here, kid. Yeah, that is kind of the vibe of it. But um, yeah, so I, I... through the music industry, I grew weary of these sort of like types, um, essentially people who manage other people who are creative. And in general, 
I have a big distrust of, uh, of, of that, that sector of business that is like getting in between um, uh, people who are making things and people like who want things made uh, in like, or an audience, whatever, you know? Um, so I started getting, but the, the design stuff got some, was getting attention and I was getting more work and eventually, uh, yeah, I was approached by like several representation agencies or creative agencies um, and never took them seriously. Always took the meetings and I loved talking to people about, about you know, the business side of, um, of doing design because it, it's interesting to me and then it's a part of my life. And I got pretty good at handling my, my business side. Um, but yeah, so Jackie Winner reached out and I had like a three hour conversation with um, Claire O'Boyle, who's one of their agents and producers. And I liked her and, <laughs> and, it, and at that time I had just been asked to do some work for like some pretty big brands and I was intimidated and I felt like I, um, I was a bit shorted um, to be frank. Yeah. Um, uh, and they, we're essentially saying like, we're going to help you with that. And also we're there. The, the thing with Jackie Winter that is great is that they, they're agents. So they're trying to get you work and help you in, in that, in that area, but they're also producers. So, you know, once you get the work, they help you, they help it come to a, a finish line, which is honestly like half the battle when you're freelance, you, right. when you're freelance designing. That means is, like they're negotiating with clients and deadlines. What exactly is that? Just, just yeah. for some, for someone that has like no idea, like for someone yeah. that's in school or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They, in they, layman's so, terms, how does it work? Well, I mean, I can only speak for Jackie Winner um, right. because that's, don't that's say anything still, to get yourself in trouble. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to, and yeah, we, but, but I, I, they, they, they help uh, negotiate things and they, they help, uh, they help you do the things that stand in the way of creativity, which I think is like the most like, if I can put it as bluntly as possible, like that's what it is. And once you realize that and you start, when I started working for them, I quickly recognized that I was spending a lot of time doing things that weren't doing the thing. Right, <laughs> right, right. And, and I actually, but it's necessary. Um, and I was actually enjoying it a lot. And I still enjoy managing myself and my, and my jobs and, I enjoy talking to clients, but now they, they're, they're, they're the um, ambassador between the client's ex expectations and what I'm doing and kind of how I'm feeling and also like getting the client to commit to, to feedback deadlines. And uh, it's just good to have a third party be like, here's the actual date and time that we're gonna have things. And here's the date and time we need you to have things like right. that's how things happen in the world. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, before, before that I, I was running that whole, you know, circus myself and, yeah. and that can get overwhelming, but I will also say like, it's not necessary until it's necessary. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, um, your work isn't predicated on it. So like making good work, you don't have to have any of this stuff, but it's helpful when you get to a certain point. Yeah, so they, they have a lot of illustrators on their roster, but I, I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily consider myself an illustrator because I never have 
considered myself anything. Like I, that's kind of the thing. It's like, what do you call what I do? I'm not sure. It's, you call it design because you, you need to slot it into something. Right. But I'm making images and I'm, I love dealing with type, uh, but uh, is it, it's not graphic design, but it's also not illustration to me. But I was I was interested in doing more illustration. So like, it's you, with and them. that's what's so cool. It's like it's just it just uh, there's yeah. like a uniqueness there. I keep I keep using that word, and it's funny because I I don't find myself using that word that much. But uh, but I think it's a testament to your work. It's like it's just very. I think yeah. yeah. I, I think I think that there is a lot in design in the design world. There is a lot of like uh, this is what design looks like now. Yes, and it can be really boring and really technical. And I feel like it gets, it can get really intense and pessimistic almost feeling yeah. like really cold. It's like a mm -hmm. lot of design is very cold. It's very right. like unwelcoming. Um, it's very like cool, like, like, like that. And yeah. uh, in the literal sense of that word and uh yeah, I don't know. I just never really recognized myself in that. But I also there's I mean there's beautiful work done in that, but it always feels like it's like you know, you can't you can't do that unless you've like gone through the right schools and, and learned the learn the theory use the, and, and use the NPR voice. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I you know, I I, I kinda love it all. But I that's that's kind of the reason why I, I feel like I never really know what it is I wanna do and why I do so much different work yeah know? was there a particular thing that came along where you were really inspired like i remember for me the first time and this is sort of like and now i understand it's a much bigger like breadth of work and a whole style and it's been informed by like a whole bunch of different things but yeah i remember the first time i saw like heinz edelman and like the yellow submarine and saw mm -hmm. all that but that was before I went to design school, before I knew who like Milton Glaser was, before, before Seymour Quas and all those sort of um, – I just love all that, that psychedelic stuff. It's part of the yeah. reason why I love your work so much. Um, but I, I remember being like, whoa, this is so cool. Like whatever that is, more of that. Like that's where yeah. I want to be at. And I, um, I dated this girl before I met my wife. And the relationship was like, meh, whatever. But her dad was the man. <laughs> I had, I, I had, she's, she's cool. Like, like it was fine. It was all like, whatever. It yeah. wasn't even that serious of a relationship. But her dad was this cool hippie guy who was, who owned like, and this is, this is like, I'm trying to think like 2000, I want to say 2008 or so. So this is pre like Spotify, uh, you know, relative in the, in the mainstream but he had like a, a box full of um like cds and dvds and box sets and all like the different like bob dylan things and like he got me on to all the different aspects of the beatles that's where i, I found like the yellow submarine and stuff like that and I was like, oh, like I like Hard Day's Night. He's like, nah, you gotta listen to like Revolver and like you know Sergeant Pepper's and all this shit. Like he showed me sort of like the deep cuts of stuff, and mm -hmm. I just fell in love with that, like that the album covers, you know what I mean? Yeah. The album yeah. covers, the nostalgia of it all. I was always kind of a nostalgic person, but I remember finding sort of that like America offline, like you, like you know, the the world away from Pinterest. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, sure. mm -hmm. uh, and I think that I, I'm assuming, but I see a lot of that in your work. It seems like it was sort of informed from places like album covers or from like music and from a certain. Yeah. But what what was it for you? Like, what was it that you that what was the first thing that you saw? Uh, yeah, I, I can't really pinpoint first thing, but I've always been fascinated by. I mean, I think all young people have this sense of not wanting to be a part of the time period that they're in or yeah. feeling trapped, or at least I really did when I was a teenager. Definitely. Um, and I, I was always interested in outsider art and kind of what I considered like a fine art when I was younger um just art history in general really uh intrigued me and yeah i i was also way into records before that was a sensible thing to be in for me like right. I, before i even had a record player i remember like buying lps from like pawn shops just because i i really liked the look of them yeah, yeah. um and so that's definitely been I've been kind of looking back a little bit on my experience as a young person trying to like find the roots of the thing that I do now, because I feel like I never, it was never a direct connection and no one ever told me this is design. This is art. It was just like weird, like magnetism towards things of the past and specifically things of the sixties and seventies and like mid eighties. Um, yeah, I was really into like Henry Dergere and like uh, kind of weirdo art, you know, or like art that was never seen in its time. Just anything that had a sense of like, I do not belong because I really felt yeah. like that, you know, yeah, when yeah. I was a kid. I and as I mean. got in 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 um in college, I yeah, I got really into art history courses and like thinking about art and writing about art and developing a sense of what I like and what I don't like. And I think that I was secretly training myself to be a designer uh, that during that whole time, because that is the job, is seeing something and through the course of a day, constantly be able to have this dialogue with yourself that's like, this is good, this is not good, this is not good, this is good, this is good, until you get to a point where you're just like, I think that this is not bad, right. like in any sense of that word. And um, you, you don't develop that just by doing like graphic design. I think you yeah. develop that by looking at great art and great design and figuring out exactly what about it is good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know that, that, that sounds so ham fisted, but it, it really is true. And like, I totally if you're, get it. It, also, if you're looking at it and writing about it in a way that is not influencing your work, like I, I'm not looking at this painting because I'm a painter and I'm wondering what to do. I'm looking at this painting because I need to write, you know, a little essay about what I feel about it, <laughs> which is, is a way different process. And that is what an art history degree is. It's amazing. It's yeah. like, if you know, and it's also a super privileged thing to be able to do, but like it's it, the whole degree is just go look at the art and tell us what you think. Right. And then we're going to teach you about the history and like what happened to produce it. 
And it, it does feel really like a pure form because you're not trying to like scavenge for uh, influence. Right. You know, you're not trying to find some kind of obscurity to like bring into your own art practice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're just like experiencing and reacting to art for a long time. And you're able to like sharpen up your attention. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes, and then, does. so when I started doing design, I found I had a real like compass for my own feelings about color and shape. Yes. That was maybe a bit unique. And the more I, sense. the more I do it, the sharper it gets, but the more I do it, it also requires me to like learn more about art at the same yeah. time. So like, I think that's kind of, that's kind of maybe what you're responding to when you say like things are changing in the work because I am always like I'm always like seeing things that I I want to like inhabit in my yes. art or like see like styles or yeah that's happening all the time but it's usually not dialoguing with like contemporary designers it's usually yeah. dialoguing with I'm like you know I just got like <laughs> this book in the mail it's oh my god definitely like huge huge deal i mean like i didn't even know that that i met him by the way i i I know i know it was crazy (laughs) that is crazy it was uh, wild to go to his house too yeah and and i didn't i didn't know i like found out like a day or two before i met him i was like oh like he's married to paula share i was like i i was like what and then he's like yeah like come by the house i was like i'm sorry what that's I was cool. so nervous for that interview. He's cool as fuck yeah. too. He's the man. Seymour Cross yeah. is, is like, yeah, super humble. Yeah, super, uh, for for the for the super non, stoic. You know, he makes I, you nervous because ha- he has no like. There's no. He's not from the bullshitting generation. So like, you'll ask him a question and it'll be like a very stoic answer, like a one sentence answer, and I'll be like, yeah, and you're like, yeah, oh, oh, okay. I had to go like back to my notes. Those meeting him was one of the coolest things I've done on this podcast. I am. It was like it, yeah. it would be like if you were a guitar player and you got to like sit down and talk to freaking like. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I held up the left-handed designer for the. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, I always forget for, for the non, yeah, video, <laughs> which is a book I just got. No context. Choice. I yeah. yeah, I mean he's yeah. That's I feel like there's there's whenever I'm looking at I also have these um like I'm a big collector of these these graphics books. Um, and I, and I have them from, you know, like the sixties and the seventies and like some eighties ones. And every time I'm looking through those and I see something, you gotta send me a list, like send me that just like take it some pictures with your phone of all the different shit. Cause so much of it is like just knowing what to buy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And these books you can buy on eBay for like 15 bucks. Right. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Um, But all the, all the pieces that I really like, these are like collections and I feel like the pieces that I'm like, Whoa, this one's really great it always ends up being one of these guys who's right. like, you know, like of, of that generation. And it's like, yeah. Oh, this is what I like, obviously. And, and that's kind of nice to know. So, so then you can find books like this that are like more specific. And I, yeah, I just got this one like two days ago. So I haven't even like digested oh, it yet, but so cool. this is, this is really my jam. Like, yeah. I, like this room is kind of filled with these kind of books. So. I wish that I, I actually met Seymour further into my creative journey because it was i was so i had like more or less just discovered like very similar similar situation to you and i where i was just like i met him and i was just like i need to meet you kind of thing yeah that's sort of that's sort of the the secret to meeting these people is just you just bash them over the head with their enthusiasm about meeting them and then they're like okay fine 
<laughs> but I wish so they, you I just, talked to him now. What, what, you just emailed him? Yeah. How does that work? I imagine that like there's like some like landline phone number that you call and then you like keep calling it and eventually he he like picks up his. I uh, think I just like, like e- uh, I think I just emailed him <laughs> or stuff. You know what's funny is that um and this is like uh I'm trying to just and it's not even to try and be like like look at look at all the people I've got in touch with. I'm just I'm actually trying to do like the opposite of that for for people that want to like quote unquote like meet their heroes sort of thing. And spoiler alert, you meet them and then you realize they put their pants on one leg at a time and they're yeah, don't meet totally, them. Yeah, they're That's totally the like normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you meet them and you're like sort of like disappointed. But uh, <laughs> but you'd be surprised how like if you really stop and think about it, like think about how many times you've checked your phone today, like your your DMs, your e- it's just sort of like in today's culture, there's kind of like never been a better time to get in touch with people. Like it was probably harder back in the day, actually, because you would have to like call them and then they'd have to answer the phone. And then like a secretary would probably answer the phone or something like that. And they'd be like, okay, and they just put you on a list somewhere. Whereas nowadays, like most people just have like a personal email and it's not like a thousand people are hitting, you know, you might get like one a day or like one a week. Oh yeah. But just hit them up. Like that's what I did. I, I, this this book is a really um, beautiful. Uh, it's the Milton Glaser like graphic design book. It's just called Graphic Design, oh, and wow. it it's got the the work on. It's got the it's got a bunch of work. I mean, it's a huge book, but it's got the work. And then on the other side, it's got a paragraph that he has written just like very casually about the project. Yeah. Sometimes like so casually that he's like, this project <laughs> was not fun to work on, or like <laughs> or like it didn't work out. But sometimes he he'll he'll be like, uh, the client faxed over this thing, and then a month later we had a telephone call, and it's like, what? You yeah, know, like it. like oh, today wow. to today's like standard, it's just I don't know if that's easier or better, or like I was looking at um, um, oh man, the 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 shining like posters for the shining, the Stanley Kubrick like these Saul Bass posters and there's these, these Wait, there's drafts. a book about this I love Stanley Kubrick how did I miss it's not this? a book it's it's just like a few drafts where he does these like um like I, I know the poster you're referring to yeah yeah and it's like these uh you know these really crude notes are written on it from Stanley wow. Kubrick this like supposed yeah. like genius brain and his notes are like looks bad uh not not legible and then like he like faxes them back or something. It's just like, man, creative dialogues are so they're very complex now. Like in my experience, the relationship to a client, it can be pretty casual and pretty fast. But right. a lot of times it's like it can get pretty like intense as far yeah. as like the dialogue back and just because it's so easy to dialogue back and forth. And I wonder if that is a um, a good thing for creativity or a bad thing. And I, I tend to kind of It might be a think, bad thing, I think. I think it might be a yeah. bad thing because it doesn't it doesn't allow for practically speaking it doesn't allow for the singularity of like the idea to come through as much. Like yes. when 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 Milton Glaser is working on something and he's working on it and he can't immediately get feedback from his client via email in like 30 minutes, he's going to complete the idea. And then he's going to present it and it's going to be like, do you want this thing from my mind or not? And then the client decides. And nowadays, and that's how I like the work still. 
is yeah. um, if you commission me, I want to I want to have a fully realized vision of the thing I want to do. I want to have time to get that together, and then I want to present to you and be like, "This is the thing I made. Do you like it?" <laughs> yeah. And you know, if the and if it's like if it's the right commission, we can do it again. And if it's not, it's like, well, maybe right. we just weren't. You know, it's I I like I think I think back then it was like, let's get you know, let's get this designer to do this project because of the designer, right? Not because we just need something designed. Right. And I appreciate that that decision as the curation. Not yes. let's ask this person to do it and then let's micromanage the project with an art director until it's like something that is Death by committee kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's too many too many cooks. Yeah. And I, I, I think about that sometimes, especially when I'm reading these books and I'm like, they just let you know. Yeah. Like this, this, the, you know, this Peter Max, or this is the, this is a Glazer book. Oh, this, this Peter Max book is another good example. Like just see, you, I have all like, the pins for this stuff. I need to get like the actual book. Well, I you need... do because there's always, there's always people don't put the good work on Pinterest really. Right, right, like, right. you know, it's, there's Dude, always I need stuff that book. Oh my it's God. Incredible. It's really incredible. And maybe and this is talks... why my work sucks because because I'm kind of doing this thing oh. in, a, in a yeah. I need to buy some books after this. I'm gonna oh, get that. Sti- I'm gonna spend my my stimulus check <laughs> on yeah. Peter Max books and and show hey, like yeah. that. Yeah, I think having physical <laughs> books. Also, they're just just kidding. By the way, I, I, I like... don't want to sound like a, like I'm blowing my money away. I need that stimulus check, and I'll be spending it on rent and shit like that. Just just in case anyone's like, yeah, like what a pretentious yeah. comment. I'm broke. <laughs> I'm broke as fuck right now. That's why I'm here in my dad's church. I just realized oh. I said fuck, fucking church in the same sentence. That's probably not good. <laughs> Sorry, God. It's it's nice to have. Um, it's a luxury to have uh, the the books around. But you they're not that I expensive, find. though. Like compared they're to not the, that expensive, yeah. and they are. They act like they're different, and they and they are like they're always with you. Like they're in the room. Yeah. I I tend to sometimes feel like when I'm starting on a project, I'll open up all the books around me that I think are like relevant to the project yeah and it's like they don't even inform me necessarily but it's like they're with me in the room Dude, this, is, <laughs> it's like this is a great they're, they're helping me spiritually in this project on this that screen. is the i've been meaning to cover <laughs> this for so long and i feel like you're the perfect person to talk about this with like hold on wait since we're doing this and by the way i, I want to put more out there for, so if you're listening to this on on the audio go watch on youtube my youtube numbers right now are like 55 people watch it and we're gonna make the youtube cooler but hold on i'm gonna show you some of the stuff that i have in here and this is just what i have in this studio but hold on one second i'll be right hold on yeah okay so this is huge i'm glad we're talking about this uh because i'm realizing that it's so can inform your work to have an environment that makes you feel like the feng shui (laughs) i don't i'm not actually like like literally using that word because i don't really know what it means but you know the vibe of where you are has so much to do with like the outcome of the thing so when i was growing up i this is this is a, a weird thing and by the way from indiana jeff gordon the race car driver he uh i was obsessed with nascar growing up and i used to love um there was a spot in the mall next to me and i used to watch nascar and they had these like 124 replica cars and this thing is so badass 
oh, yeah. you could, if you could see it there. Oh yeah, I've seen that. So badass. Like yeah. that that's like cool. you know, like a Peter Max type cars are Out of control. Yeah, they're yeah. So yeah. cool. There's like nineties Jeff Gordon cars. Yeah, they're not as cool like Wild. these days. I will say though, so growing up I was like obsessed with these and this but you know what's so funny is like when I was in design school, I was like, No, I have to be this sort of Swiss New York designer and I can't have that and I can't watch NASCAR because because I'm you know I'm from New York and I have to be like the liberal art guy and I can't I can't let people know that I watch NASCAR but it's like in my heart of hearts I love that shit so, yeah. <laughs> so much if no one was around I would take this thing out and I would play with it yeah. on the ground so I have that that's great and I love it and it's in my studio at all times I have a whole, I bought a whole bunch of these my wife was like this is quite the quarter life yeah. crisis that you're having but I, you know just i like having adult what's that like that thing from tiktok i like having adult money to, to spend it on like kids uh, kids things this was this is from my grandpa's office this is uh the bunny the energizer bunny yeah. uh but this, this is from like the 70s or like whatever this is like this is old yeah. maybe like the 80s but this was in my uh grandpa's office he's like a land surveyor i had this like i had this tin my grandpa doesn't know that I took this stuff, so I hope he doesn't see this. <laughs> I have like this Shea, this Shea Stadium pin thing. Yeah. I have these highlighters. This My grandpa's a land surveyor, and he used to have these uh, Stabio Boss highlighters. I just thought they were the coolest thing ever. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And that's, Sorry, that's just like what I have. Nothing yeah. is that exciting here, but I'll tell you, though, like it really does make a huge difference. And at home, I have like a little like – I, t I put a projector in the garage. These curtains yeah. behind me, these are sort of informed by my love of like old movies. Like, you know that, that old song? She wore blue velvet. Oh, uh, sure. Um, old school like shit. Like in blue velvet. Yeah, exactly. And like th <laughs> this is <laughs> this is sort of like paying homage to those old like, you know. Yeah. Like Cary Grant would just be like smoking a cigarette, and then behind him there'd yeah. be some sort of ridiculous curtain thing going on, yeah. or like White Christmas when there's all these like, what do you mean? Da, da, da. And they have like, yeah, the, but it's some a, old fashioned, old fashioned yeah. shit. Yeah, it's 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 cool and it's dorky, but yeah. it's amazing. I I, I think I, I think that it. notion of uh, like uh, kind of not walking but running towards the thing that you care about is vital like don't i think wasting time thinking about what other people think that you should think about right is uh crazy making and i kind of think that's what design school does to designers sometimes yes but the purpose of design school is to slot you into a style that will fit inside of a corporation yeah and uh they're kind of trying to i mean design school is like anything else run in a capitalist system that is trying to make you do things that make money. And uh, that doesn't necessarily always leave room for the thing that you actually think is cool. Right. And the problem with that is that to make anything of value, you have to spend an inordinate and insane amount of time doing it without making really any money yeah like to get really good at something mm -hmm. and the only way to do that is if you're like super passionate about it so if you're if you allow yourself the permission to think like i'm 
obsessed with 90s NASCAR design and I want to do work that is like that for some reason I want to do that and I will just work on this until until I'm satisfied right and you'll never be satisfied that's the catch right if you're passionate about it, you'll never be satisfied you're gonna end up coming up with something that is crazy looking and totally yourself yeah because there's no template for like how to be insanely inspired by something yeah um so yeah, I think there, there, and and there's also no way to like activate that with someone. Um, yeah. And you never know what form it's going to take. You know, it, it might not take the form of design or, or painting. It, it might take the form of music or, you know, um, sculpture or something. So it's, a, yeah. I have a great story for this. Not to cut you off. Sorry. My no, apologies. No. I keep doing that. I listen back and I hate myself. No, later. no, no. We're we're we're, just, we're talking. That's cool. that's part of what a conversation is. That's kind of like where my head's been at with it. That's that's good. So okay, yeah. so real quick. And so, there's too much pressure when it's like, here is my statement, and now yeah. you ask. Here is your statement. Here is my no, take on design. I don't love doing it. So, so this car. Not to keep bringing it back to this car. So this particular car. This is Jeff Gordon's car. But this is yeah. this Dupont Jeff Gordon Pepsi yes. maybe. My man, right there. Pepsi. Yeah. He's from Indiana. He was born in Indiana, then moved to Vallejo, California. I'm absolutely obsessed. Yeah. Uh, so funny story. So that I kind of have this moment. My my um my brother-in-law uh, passed away uh, two years ago. He had a, a battle with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and we're getting fired from all these jobs. I kind of feel like my like my life is sort of like falling apart. Whatever. Like, um, got really into like drugs and alcohol, which was like weird. I've now since gone to therapy, I'm now in recovery. Everything's Congrats. good. Thanks, man. Um, I keep I keep talking about it though. I feel like my my sponsor is gonna get one of this and be like, stop talking about it. But <laughs> but um, anyway. So there's this there's this period where I remember I was in Long Beach Island, and I'm on vacation with my wife's family. It's the first time without a brother-in-law, my, my my brother-in-law, and uh, and the podcast is just like I feel like I'm at a like a dead end with it, a little and a little bit of a, a weird way. A lot of it's just kind of like a being in a mentally in a bad spot. I'm kind of interviewing all these different people, but it feels like I'm not being true to myself. So mm. I reach out to somebody that I know. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tap back into this sort of childlike wonder, this sort of NASCAR. Like the last time I was really happy, like not a, not the last time I was happy, but like, you know, when I when I reflect on my childhood and I think about like, happy memories, I think about like playing with my Jeff Gordon toys and stuff like that, right? So I reach out and I'm like, I'm going to go and I'm going to try and get a job at NASCAR. So and this is kind of to your point before about how things sort of work out. Maybe not how you picture them, but so I reach out to this guy. Um, I think I totally bombed this phone interview. You have to live in like North Carolina. My wife's about to be tenured in New Jersey, so that's not happening. So it's like, oh, I can't believe it, whatever. So, but I kept in touch with this guy. Shout out to Mickey Cloud. Uh, by the way, great name, Mickey Cloud. That almost sounds like a fake name. Fantastic name. Um, and but I know so I have some friends with the podcast. I talk to him. I got the interview. It doesn't work out, but I'm like, I'm sticking with it. I'm just going to be cool with this guy. I'm going to maintain this relationship. So then um, I reach out again. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm at this like low point in my life. And he puts me in touch with this guy, Chris Littman. Um, 
not as cool of a name as Mickey Cloud, but still, nonetheless, pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> so he's the director of social media at NASCAR, and he comes on the podcast. So I, I was like, so that was like my next my next move. I was like, okay, I can't work for them, so I might as well just do the podcast thing and continue to live here in my self pity. <laughs> but I talked to Chris, and he was really really cool. Um, we had a great conversation, and uh, at the end of the thing, I was. So I, and, and I had just gone to my first NASCAR race. So I was trying to like rediscover that thing. And I, I went there for the first time. My mom, and that's like the thing that we bond about on Sundays. Me, me and my mom would watch it. And uh, she didn't come to the first one. So I tell him, I'm like, oh my, my mom couldn't come. And she was devastated. She couldn't be at this race with me. So um, anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm making this a long story. But so he at the end of the thing he's like hey like that's really nice about the thing with your mom like i want to try and help you out i'm gonna get you what's called a hot pass and i was like oh that sounds cool so he's like yeah just you know like let me know like what race you can go to and i talked to my mom and she's like she's all excited she just thinks we're gonna go to this thing i got to the race and i found out like when we got there that we were like vip like we were you know like if you were like uh with the sponsors kind of thing we yeah. got this VIP three day pass kind of thing. And like a sign from God himself, we get there on the first day. And this car, the one that I keep talking about, is literally like in like in the sunlight, no one's around, and I see it's like right in front it's literally like like making like the like the rumbling noise and like they turn it off and they push it back into the like the garage or whatever and the guy sees the look on my mom's face and he was like, you want to take a look at the car? And I was like, what? And, but this, this would be, this was like when you were a kid and you, and you like met Santa Claus and you just like couldn't believe it. Like yeah. there it was like the car, like the, the, I grew up <laughs> loving and I yeah. need a sign in my life that like things are going to be all right. And this guy just like saw my mom and was just like, I'm going to make this happen. And I literally have pictures like essentially like inside of that car. And I wow. remember just, it was the coolest thing because I was like, wow. Like if you're curious about something, if you have a passion for something, you may not get what you want, but you'll be able to sort of manifest things in your life that will make you feel like so fulfilled and so happy. I just, I just couldn't believe it. And it was so yeah. not what I was expecting, you know? Yeah, that's a that. Thanks for sharing that story. That's really I'm beautiful. A, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I don't know if it's as cool as it plays out in my head, but in my mind, it was like the greatest thing that ever happened. You know, oh. my mom, my mom was over the moon. She was so happy. She like cried and shit. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, even more than being like kind of a cool story, it sounds like it was just an important thing that happened at a really pivotal time in your life yeah like when i'm on my deathbed i think i'm gonna think about that i know it sounds like really morbid but i think that you know like when i reflect back on my life i know that that weekend will be really be like yeah yeah that's when it, it was just, that's when it was golden you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's kind of that's morbid, interesting but. i think i think that that's also kind of telling about there there's something to be said about um like the trajectory of like passion and how it, it ends up like if you're really into one thing and your dream is to like be that thing, sometimes it's like too much direct light on it. It's too much attention to it. And you end up kind of ricocheting just, just 
left or right of it and you you all you realize the whole time you were kind of doing something else right. which is like kind of what happened to me too like I, yeah. I still like my dream was like I want to be a touring musician and play music for a living and now I'm a designer making art for musicians who are touring for a living but it's just like in the same world but not really the world that I was like trying to be a part of so it's um yeah it's weird and I, but it gives you some power when it's not exactly the thing that you thought you'd be doing because right. it lets you be less precious about it yeah. like like you take risks doing your podcast just by like like asking people randomly to talk to you for 45 minutes right. is something that like people do not do that is so scary <laughs> uh and there's something like broken it. with my brain though because I don't, I don't think about it at all i just kind of come with them like full force you know well but that that's i think that that goes to goes away to explaining like you're you're more fearless when it's the thing that like you're like i'm just doing this thing right and 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 you're able to really like uh accomplish things in a way that is like a little haphazardly but very like effective yeah. and i think it's because you're just like there's nothing to be lose like to lose here like i'm not gonna like you know if i were if i spent eight years of my life getting design degrees and then i didn't make it as a designer yeah the world would be over right but you know that's not the case it's like right. if, if the work dries up for me next year I'll just go back to working at the restaurant and trying to play music. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's exactly. The thing I was doing. So it's, it's, I'm a little less precious about it. And because of that, I feel like I can do whatever I want. Yeah. There, there's real power there. I agree. And, and this has been a weird, a weird time for me, especially like with COVID, I kind of felt like in a way, like my career was starting to like ladder up to something a little bit. And then, and then COVID came along and then now life after COVID is completely different. But I think sure. that it's I think that it's okay, and there there's some times where I feel like you know, um, what am I doing with my life? And that and that sure. feeling will will come across me sometimes. But I think what COVID has really given me, not not the disease, but this time, <laughs> sure. it's uh, it's always a, a peculiar way to word things. Um, has been profound in my life because it's made me realize like oh it, oh, it it's okay like everyone's kind of just barely getting by, barely holding on. And I kind of find a, a beauty in that in a way. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's like, you know, I could have had a six figure job. I could have worked at Google. I could have done this different stuff. I could have, you know, applied myself more in school and done this thing. But then I wouldn't get to have that weird existential day with my mom at the Jeff Gordon car. Like, you know, you know, it's just, and I think there's sort of like a, like a Forrest Gump, secret life of Walter Mitty type vibe to my life that's happening right now where I'm kind of just yeah. haphazardly stumbling into things. And yeah. it's um, only very recently and through therapy and recovery have I recognized that it's like, no, there's a, there's a real beauty there. And this is probably the part of my life when I'm older and either have kids or have responsibility or I'm just like reflecting back on when I was younger. Like this is the beautiful part of it. And, um, Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I think something that the pandemic has uh, defined in like American society is that a lot of the anxiety that comes with being an American is 
the fact that your job and your monetary status is synonymous with who you are as a person. Yeah. And it's been super refreshing seeing very powerful, successful people have to be like, I got nothing to do today. Right. Like, or like whatever. And, and it's just yeah, like Jimmy Kimmel you, is still stuck yeah, at home with then, his kids and, and there's no audience yeah, to like rile totally. him up. Yeah. I love that. And you get, and you get this sense that like, I don't know why Jimmy Kimmel was the reference there. Those are, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, right? I, I, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, you, you get to reaffirm the truth that, your life is not about your career and it's not even about your work. It's about the people around you and, you know, the thing, the things you're passionate about, like doing them. Um, so it's, I, I think that's a, that's a really beautiful thing that we can, we can maybe hopefully sticks around, you know, yeah. after, after everyone goes back to like the being busy as a personality. Yeah. And uh, I think it will for some for for some people. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I not think everyone. I, I also learned there's a lot of assholes out there. You know, there's a lot of people that are like very like, you know, that's something else I've learned is that you can't like. There's a lot of people who are having like real moments of awakening, and 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 that are there are also people who like probably need to go do, do like a lot of like, you know, that may not necessarily change, you know. Yeah, oh yeah certainly yeah yeah i thought i could yeah. change people before this and now i'm realizing it's like no you can't you really can't yeah yeah you just totally. enjoy your life I, and hang around good vibes and good people yeah yeah like anything extreme <laughs> it it highlights the bad and the good right but, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what i mean but but i think at least in the creative world it has been kind of nice to see value of like culture kind of like really heralded because we're all missing it yeah and uh that's been a that's been an affirming thing it's yeah. like oh going to see bands and like going to see theater these aren't inconsequential things these are actually like the the building blocks of like having a strong and stable society of sane and happy people yes and uh and also that like who you are and how much money you make and stuff like that is um it comes and goes yeah. yeah. So it's it, it. You might as well not build your life around it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Absolutely. So Aaron, this has been so cool. We are gonna oh, do this like yeah. a million more times. You're gonna be a regular on the show. I'm gonna make you my best friend, and you're gonna teach me <laughs> your uh, your ninja ways in Photoshop. So thanks for doing yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. This has been fun. Uh, where can people cool, find man. you online? What's the uh, the best place to get in touch with you? Um. Jackie Winter Group, all that jazz. However. Yeah. Best. Um. I I have a website. It's just my name, AaronDitton.com or AaronLoldDitton.com. Um, that's kind of where you can find the work. And my handle is Aaron Lowell. And um, yeah, Jackie Winner is a place you could go to see my work. Yes. Or shout out to Bianca. Me. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Bianca and then shout <laughs> to Claire and Aubrey. Um, yeah, uh, and. Uh, if you want to talk to me about anything or ask me a question, this goes to what we were talking about earlier. Just message me. I'm I respond to pretty much everyone, and uh, I try to make time for anyone who's curious about my art. Because now that we're friends, I'm going to ask you technical questions. I'm going to send you screenshots of your of your own work, and I'm going to say, "How do I do this? How do I, I be will, more like you?" Bro? I will almost I almost guarantee you, I'll say, "I don't know" or "I don't remember." <laughs> it but, was an accident. Uh, yeah. I can try, my artist. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. Dude, this has been so much fun. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, buddy. It's been really fun. Bye.